What up and welcome to your weekly dose of realness on the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Hannah Hefferton. Think of me as your mindful manifestation bestie that says passionate about your inner transformation into your highest self as she is about her reality TV addiction. On this podcast, we're talking all things mindset, manifestation, and creating your best life using the law of attraction with a little help from the universe. If you're ready to start living your next level Lux life as your bougie badass self, all while being grounded, genuine, and grateful, then this podcast is for you. So if you're ready, grab yourself a bottle of water, a mug of hot coffee, or even a big-ass glass of your favorite bubbly, and let's get started. Hey guys, what up? Welcome back to the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast. I'm so jazzed about today's episode. I say that literally every single week, but it is because I am jazzed about this podcast. I just want to say a massive fucking thank you and I appreciate you and I am grateful for you. Everyone that listens to my podcast, everyone that shares it with everyone that they know. I recently hit 2000. That's 2000. Yeah, 2000 downloads on my podcast this week. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that I took the leap and decided to do this. I'm so grateful that I bought the fucking equipment on Amazon and was like, I'm going to do this. Don't care. So here we are, 2,000 downloads later, 32 episodes later, and I'm still just as excited about every single episode I record as I was about the first one. I'm definitely not as nervous anymore. When I first like launched my podcast. I listened to the first episode before I put it out. I I want to say at least a dozen times because I was so scared of like, oh my god, did I say that the right way? Is anyone going to get offended? Did I articulate myself correctly? And now I'm just like, fuck it. Plug in the mic, let me chat for a bit and then just upload it like I don't even listen to myself anymore. I don't know. It's it's definitely been a journey. I love it. I love podcasting. It's like one of my favorite things to do in my job. So I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you guys for listening to the pod, for giving me feedback, for telling me, you know, what you like, what you don't like, because this is me just, I I want to bring as much value to my audience as I can. I want to make this value as accessible as I can for anyone that wants to learn about manifestation, stepping into their best self, using the law of attraction to create their reality. Like, I just want everyone to know about this shit. And so that's why I created the podcast. I literally used to drive around in my car at my old job and turn off the music, turn off the radio and just talk to myself, pretending like I was recording a podcast episode because it was so fun and now here I am doing it and it's just manifestation baby that's how it works so (laughs) welcome to today's episode you guys um this episode I'm gonna be getting a little woo with you I'm gonna be talking about birth charts and before I get into that because look I am a huge fan of the woo I love astrology I am that bitch I am that fucking bitch that will be like oh you're both Scorpios and you're dating each other. That's interesting. Or, 
oh, you're a Capricorn, so you work your ass off all the time. <laughs> like, I feel like I have this ability now to like pick out what people's sun signs are. And so I'm going to get, I, before I get ahead of myself, before I get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, I just want to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by my Money Manifestation Mastery Bundle. So for only $99, you can learn how to manifest as much fucking money as you want. Okay, I'm a huge fan of money manifestation. It's kind of my jam. You know, it's like kind of my thing. I've gotten really fucking good at manifesting money, which is amazing. I mean, everyone wants more money. So I have put together this little bundle for you guys. You get a workbook, you get a abundance meditation, you get a recorded training, and you also get a template to create your monthly spending plan. So this is literally like instead of a budget, you create what a plan around what you want to spend that month. Like you're telling the universe, yo, I want to spend this much money. And then I also create a receiving plan. And I'm like, yo, I want to receive this much money this month. I do that on my money dates, which I do explain in the bundle. So Go to the link in the show notes, grab your money manifestation bundle, money manifestation mastery bundle right now for only $99. I am going to be increasing the price next month just because I just feel like there's so much value in this bundle and $99 is a freaking steal for this. Okay, you guys just think about it, like invest $99 and then set the intention to make back 10 times that by doing the work in this bundle, by doing the exercises, the meditation, the journaling, all that stuff. Like, can you imagine invest 99 and then manifest $9,000. It is fucking possible, you guys. I manifested 10K last month. So I know what I'm talking about. So go to the link in my show notes, grab your money manifestation mastery bundle today. And if you do grab it, shoot me a DM or send me a screenshot of, or of your, you know, just your cart saying, yay, you've got the bundle, whatever it is. Like, I want to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate the fact that you took that first step into creating your own reality, your own financial reality. So link is in the show notes for you guys. Link for all my socials is in the show notes as well, because if you're not following me on my socials, then like, what are you even doing? So head to the link in the show notes. All the links will be there as per usual. Show notes are my jam, apparently. Okay. Let's get into today's episode, birth charts. I love them, love them so much. And I recently just got into birth charts this year. I've always been the kind of gal to go online and like read my generic Leo horoscope. So for, I guess, context sake, I'll tell you guys what my sun sign is, which is Leo. I just told you. I don't know if you guys can tell. (laughs) I am a Leo. I was born on August 6th. And truth be told, I used to not want to identify as a Leo. I used to not want to tell people my sign because I would hear all the bad things people would say about Leos, how they're like egotistical and they just want attention and they're very vain and they're lazy and they're whatever. And... I was like, why am I focusing on the negative, quote unquote, aspects of my sign when I can focus on how passionate Leos are, how bold they are, how dramatic they are, how, you know, they make the best leaders. Like, how can I use my signs, you know, qualities to my advantage, right? Even the ones that people say are a bad thing, like being egotistic. Okay, so can I use my egotism to, you know help me create the reality that I want. Like if I truly believe that I deserve the best of the best, then that's what I'm going to get. And there's nothing wrong with that. So my son is in Leo, but here's the thing about birth charts. Okay. Birth charts 
is basically your birth chart is like a snapshot of the sky the moment you were born and it tells us what planets or or what yeah what planets were in which sign at the time that we were born okay so depending on you know each planet represents a specific sort of um characteristic and then whatever sign was that planet was in at the time of your birth that influences that characteristic and there's there's stuff like you know there's um you know nodes and there's conjunctions and there's the houses and stuff and I'm not I'm not really going to get into that today that's more of like a really in-depth like I don't know you should you should probably just hire an astrologer if you want to you know go really in depth basically what I'm going to be talking about today is the signs and the planets that they're in and you know what my birth chart looks like and how I use that to make sense of of who I am, why I act the way that I do, why I feel the way I do about certain things. And it's just another tool for you guys to use to help you understand yourself better if astrology is something that resonates with you because it doesn't resonate with everybody and that's totally fine. And I'm just going to, you know, mention something very quickly that I think is really important for me to touch on. If somebody has a different belief than you, you know, if you don't believe in astrology and you have a friend that's really into it, don't make them feel stupid or silly that they believe in that. Like, you know, we're not available for that. That's not very high vibe. That is really not conducive of anything of value. Okay. Like I have a friend who asked me to explain to her the qualities of her sign. And then when I was doing that, her sun sign, as I was doing that, I saw her like rolling her eyes and, you know, taking big, like making big sighs. And I'm like, you know, why even ask me about it if you're just going to shit on me for it? So don't be that person, okay? If you don't believe in astrology, if this is not your jam, you can turn this episode off. I'm not going to be mad at you, you know, to each their own, okay? But just have an open mind and respect other people for what they believe in, okay? So moving on, my birth chart. I'm going to give you the lowdown on it. And as I give you the lowdown on my birth chart, I'm going to be explaining what each of the planets mean like what um what it means when they're in that certain sign so let me just haul up my little cheat sheet app here okay so the sun your sun sign is probably the sign that you already know okay so for me i'm a leo i was born august 6th and that means that the sun was in the sign of leo at the time that i was born and the sun represents your identity okay it represents like who you identify yourself as. So for me, I definitely identify as a Leo. I actually have an astrology book here that I think I'm going to grab too, just so I can like give you guys some more qualities about your sign if you're not really sure about it and how that translates into your life. Okay, so I've got my book and Leo, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Leos. My favorite Leo is Kylie Jenner, 2000%. She has a moon in Scorpio and her rising is Capricorn, which makes a ton of sense. And I'm going to get into what the moon and the rising sign means in just a moment. But I essentially the sun, whatever sign the sun was in when you were born is your identity. So if you're a Virgo, you may find that, you know, you're very um, meticulous with planning. You want to have everything planned out. You may be a little judgmental. You may be a little like, you know, you're probably that friend that has like post-it notes everywhere, like for everything or like always has their planner with them. Virgos are known to be like 
very like meticulous planners and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My rising sign is actually Virgo. So going to get into what that means in a minute. Um, but if your sun sign is um, Capricorn, you could be someone that is, you know, very um, money driven. You really like to work. You, you know, understand the value of a dollar. Like you're very, um, you're very on with your career and your work life. If you are a Taurus, you could be someone who, it's so funny, like I always see like these memes about Tauruses and it's just about how they're lazy and they like to eat. (laughs) But that's not always the case. I mean, if you're a Taurus and you identify with that, cool. Um, But Tauruses, they are people who like routine, you know, they like things to be like very rigid and solid and they like to know like what they're doing, when they're doing it, similar to Virgo, but they're, you know, kind of... um, like routine and security are essential to a Taurus, okay? And they're stoic, you know, they have incredible stamina under pressure. They, I mean, I, I like I like all the signs. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Aries, if you're an Aries, you may find that you get like really um, hot-headed, like really easily. You may find that you're like the one to jump the gun and like jump to conclusions and like, you know, cut people off like really quickly. I hear a lot of bad things about Scorpios too. So I don't know. Scorpios are kind of like that more like devious, like revengeful sign, if that makes sense. But all the signs have like, quote unquote, good and bad qualities. So basically what I want you to know about your sun sign is that's who you identify with at your core. Like that's how you, who you identify yourself as at your most basic level. Okay. The moon. So whatever sign the moon was in, the moon essentially represents your emotional world. So are you ready for this? You guys, my moon is in Pisces. Pisces are known to be emotional anyway, and my moon is in Pisces. So for me, when I get really fucking upset, it's like cry, instant cry. Doesn't matter if I, if I'm feeling like overwhelmed with any emotion, happiness, anger, frustration, joy, doesn't matter. I cry like waterworks, no fucking issue. Like it's, it's kind of annoying because I'm like, oh, I don't want to cry. But I'm like, it's my moon in Pisces. Um, my Gemini sun friend, her moon is also in Pisces. So we actually had a birth chart reading done together. And um, the gal that was doing it was like, yeah, it makes sense why you guys are friends. Like you both have your moons in Pisces. You can both relate to each other emotionally. You guys both respond the same way emotionally to a lot of things. So Your moon basically represents your emotional world. So you know how I mentioned that Kylie Jenner has a moon in Scorpio, which makes a ton of sense because, you know, she likes to keep her relationships private. You know, that whole year that we had no idea. Well, we had an idea she was prego, but we were like, is she? Is she not? Like she likes to keep her relationships and like her close um, friendships under wraps like she likes she's very protective of them, especially because she's in the public eye. Like she wants to make sure that that's something that's sacred to her, right? So that makes sense, like a secretive Scorpio moon, okay? So your moon essentially represents your emotional world. So what you can do to understand that better is, I mean, there's tons of apps out there now that can, you know, generate your birth chart for you and give you horoscopes every single day based on your specific birth chart. This is why I don't like the generic, like, horoscopes and cosmopolitan or, like, online or whatever, because it's just generic. Like, not every single Aquarius, not every 
every single Leo is going to be going through the exact same thing that month. It just doesn't make any sense. So that's why I preach looking up your birth chart because it gives you a very in-depth, very personal reading. So I use Sanctuary Astrology. I also use CoStar and I just have a daily horoscope one for um, just like a generic one. It was the first one I downloaded, but I still read it every day. But my two favorites are CoStar and Sanctuary Astrology. So go download those, check them out. But yes, your moon represents your emotional world. My niece, oh guys, I forgot to tell you this. So my niece, my first niece was just born. She was born um, on Sunday, a couple days ago. And you know me, as soon as she was born, I looked up her birth chart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was the first thing I did because I was like, okay, I want to like look this up. Like I'm going to be that crazy aunt that like reads her tarot cards and like, you know, gives her crystals as birthday presents. And that's just it. Whatever. So, um, but my niece's sun is in Leo. Her moon is in Capricorn and her rising is Leo, which I love. So I have a Capricorn friend, a Capricorn sun friend whose rising is Leo as well. And she's the friend that we always are like, can you go get us some free drinks? Because she just, I'll, okay. So before I get into that. We talked about the sun. That's your identity. The moon is your emotional world, right? That's how you deal with emotions, how you process your emotions. Your rising sign. Your rising sign is the sign that was ascending on the eastern horizon at the moment that you were born. So for me, my rising is in Virgo and your rising is your outward persona. That's how other people perceive you. So my friend that's a Leo rising definitely could perceive her as a Leo. She's got like gorgeous, long, like bright red hair. Well, it's not bright red anymore, but every time I like, I don't know, she's just, she's been a redhead for like the majority of the time that I've known her. So I just always picture her with red hair, but like (laughs) my, my Leo rising friend, she is very like charming, very charismatic. Like that's why we were always like, can you, uh, you know, finesse the fuck out of these people and get us some free drinks. And she has no fucking issue doing that, which is perfect. Um, my Gemini friend, her rising is in Libra. And to me, like, okay, when I think of a Libra, I think of someone with like, you know, blonde hair, they're flowy, they are like, you know, just very, very pretty, I guess is the way that I want to put it. And like, I don't know, they're just very light and airy and like, just they look like a fun time. Okay. So my friend that's a Gemini sun with a Libra rising, I mean, she's she definitely looks like a Libra, like outwardly. I If I didn't know her, I'd be like, she looks like a Libra. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so my rising is Virgo. So that's how people probably perceive me. They probably perceive me as somebody that is a very meticulous planner that likes to have all of her shit together. Um, they may perceive me as someone who is outwardly judgmental, right? Like, Look, Virgos, I'm not here to shit on you. I'm just here to give you the facts, okay? Virgos are judgmental. They're one of the most judgmental signs ever. Like, that, that's what they're known for. And that's what, you know, we all have good, quote unquote, good and bad qualities about our signs. So I've been told that I look unapproachable sometimes. Um, I suffer from RBF, you know. Shout out to everyone that's suffering from resting bitch face. It's a plague. I get it. I feel you. And... I feel like that is due in part to my Virgo rising is like I probably give off the impression that like I am judgmental or I am hard, a tough nut to crack or I I just have this like hard outer shell persona and like I take a lot of pride in being able to, you know, hold myself in a position of, I don't even know what word I want to use. I just feel like 
my Virgo rising, yeah, I can totally see how people perceive me to be a Virgo because I probably, you know, seem like a very meticulous person, very meticulous planner, judgmental, um, you know, always having their shit together. Okay, so that's basically what your rising sign is. So maybe if your rising sign is a Capricorn, like you probably come off to other people as someone who's like very work driven or is like addicted to their career or married to their career, right? Um, Okay, so moving on. Mercury. So Mercury is the planet of communication. It's how you communicate with others, how you communicate with yourself, with your own needs. And my Mercury is in Cancer. So all the signs like There's fire signs, water signs, earth signs, and air signs. So let me give you a little breakdown before I go any further. Your fire signs are Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius. Your air signs are Libra, Aquarius, and I believe the other one. Oh my God, what is the other one? Ah, why do I forget? Um, What is the other air sign? Okay, hold on. I have to look it up. Gemini. That's it. (laughs) Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini are your air signs. Your water signs are Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. And your earth signs are Capricorn, Virgo, and um, Taurus. So, okay. So I have a ton of water in my birth chart. I have quite a bit of earth in my birth chart I'm actually really lacking in fire like I only have one fire sign in my entire birth chart and that's Leo my son um and then I have one two I think I've got like yeah I've just got one sign in air as well so majority of my chart is earth and water okay so um anyways I digress but Mercury the planet of communication for me it's in the sign of cancer which is a water sign which is you know, a more emotional sign. Typically, the water signs are quite emotional. So for me, my both my moon and my Mercury are in water signs. My emotions and my communication are very, um, I just get really deep with it. Like, I, I'm sure you guys can tell, like, I really like to communicate with people and like really empathize with them and get to the root of why they're feeling the way they are. And like, figure out how I can help them and like allow I'm all about people feeling the feels like I talk about this all the time so your mercury that represents how you communicate with other people okay so maybe sometimes that I maybe sometimes I communicate with people too emotionally for them maybe they're like yo it's not that deep and I just like go really deep with it Um, but take a look at like when you do your birth chart what planet or sorry what sign the planet of communication is in for you because that will shed some light on how you communicate with others how you communicate with yourself to take care of your own needs the next planet i want to talk about is venus and venus i mean when you think about venus you think about like i think about women because like there's literally a women's shaving brand called venus but venus is the planet of attraction okay and my Venus is also in the sign of cancer. So attraction, I'm very attracted to people who are like emotionally aware, you know, like I'm very attracted to people who are in touch with their emotions, have no problem showing their emotions, um, you know, are comfortable with themselves and their emotions. Like I just, I look at cancer as a very emotional sign. So that's how I translate it into my life. I'm very, you know, attracted to people who 
take other people's feelings into consideration and are able to see things from their perspective and empathize with them. So my Venus is in Cancer. When you look up your birth chart, look at what sign your Venus was in and that will help you understand what kind of people you're attracted to. And not only people, like what kind of careers you're attracted to. Like for me, with my Venus in Cancer, I'm probably attracted to a career that's like, you know, allows me to serve, which is exactly what I do in my coaching program. So um, the next planet I want to talk about is Mars. And Mars is the planet of action. It's how you take that action, how you go out and actually apply the knowledge that you know into the world. And so my Mars is in the sign of Virgo. So for me, when I take action, I want to make sure I've got all my ducks in a row before I do so. I want to make sure that I know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, where I'm doing it, how it needs to be done. Like I want every fucking detail that I can get about that task before I take the action. And that's not always a good thing because sometimes you really do need to like take a leap of faith and take action without you know, thinking too much about it. And that's something that I'm trying to get more comfortable with, something that I'm working on journaling about. So take a look at what sign your Mars is in. I mean, if your Mars is in the sign of Gemini, then you might have you know, you you might feel like taking action, you go about it one way or the other because Gemini is a sign, like their sign is the twins, right? If your um, Mars, the planet of action, is in the sign of Libra, for example, well, Libra is all about harmony and balance. So maybe you are very balanced when it comes to taking action. You know, you're balanced at taking action that moves you forward, knowing when to say no to something. That's just an example. So Mars, planet of action, mine's in Virgo and Earth signs. So I mean, my root chakra, I'm not going to talk about chakras today, but my root chakra is popping. I have so <laughs> I have so much earth in my birth chart that like I have no trouble getting grounded. Like it's something that I, I take pride in. I had a crystal healing session done on me like, you know, beginning of this year. And she said, whoa, your root chakra is like on point. She's like, I, I rarely ever meet people whose root chakra is as solid and as grounded as yours. So kudos to you. And I'm like, thanks to my birth chart. Okay. (laughs) So the next planet I want to talk about is Jupiter and Jupiter is the planet of expansion. It's how we, you know, grow and thrive and, and how we take up space and, you know, how much space we take up and how we do that. So for me, my Jupiter is in Libra. So I'm very balanced at, you know, becoming expansive I'm also just I I'm I put like a light airy fun sort of energy around becoming expansive because like why do we want to make things more difficult for us we're not about that life you know and Libra I feel is a sign that like puts a lot of emphasis on relationships and building like balanced and harmonious relationships so for me with my Jupiter being in Libra the planet of expansion I put a lot of no, I don't want to say the word pressure, but I I contribute or I attribute, I attribute a lot of my expansion to, you know, my relationships. So that means like meeting the right people, meeting people that can, you know, put me closer to where I want to be, networking, um, connection, communication. That's really fucking important to me because I know the power of networking. I know the power of like communicating, connecting with people and getting the message out there and having other people kind of like promote you (laughs) in a way. So, but doing it in a balanced way where it's like, okay, we're going to help each other expand. Okay. So that is how I interpret 
my Jupiter being in the sign of, or Jupiter being in the sign of Libra in my birth chart, my Jupiter. Yeah. Um, but that's how I interpret that. So take a look at your, or take a look at Jupiter and what sign it's in for you. And then that will allow you to understand like how you're able to become expansive, like what action you're most likely to take when you need to expand and to thrive and to grow and to create more space. Okay. The next planet I want to talk about is Saturn and Saturn is the planet of structure. My Saturn is in Aquarius and I just grabbed my book and I'm looking at the um, the section here on Saturn. I'm just going to read out to you what it means for me that my Saturn's in Aquarius. So it says this placement follows a solitary path, often as a lone idealist with rigid, although unconventional views, very true, or may fit awkwardly into society like you know, what I preach, what I teach, manifestation, yeah, it's pretty unconventional, but I am rigid in it. And I'm like, yo, this is what I believe in. Take it or leave it. I can teach you what I know, but, you know, you don't have to resonate with it. Like, that's fine. So Saturn, you know, it points the way along the path of duty and destiny. It's like a hard task maker and you know, like I just mentioned, it's the planet of structure. So it's like, how how do I create structure in my life? Okay, so for example, if you look up your birth chart and your Saturn is in Cancer, it means that you're security conscious. You cling firmly to the past and you create rigid boundaries to protect your loved ones. Depression and moodiness are possible if your, can- if your um, Saturn is in Cancer. Alternatively, if your cancer, or oh my God, if your um, Saturn is in Scorpio, it means that you have strongly controlled or repressed emotions. You're highly secretive and reserved. You're resentful and you're extremely slow to forgive. So, I mean, not all this is like sunshine and daisies and rainbows and shit. Like, this is why I preach looking up your birth chart because it helps just explain so much about why you act the way you do, why you make decisions the way you do, why you respond emotionally to certain things and not other things. So, The next planet I'm going to get into is Uranus, and Uranus is the planet of innovation. It's the planet that symbolizes change and symbolizes how you deal with change, okay? So my Uranus is in Capricorn, which means that it's a highly strong placement and it seeks to transform society and government. It can indicate brilliant business and political strategies or eccentric ideas. So I'm very grateful that my Uranus is in Capricorn because that gives me you know, kind of that leg up to be able to transform society, you know, in indicate brilliant business ideas, like it says here in the book. Um, alternatively, if your Uranus is in Gemini, that means that you're highly intuitive, you're verbally unpredictable and inventive with original but logical thought processes. And you see new possibilities, but you don't always act on them, okay? So you have a really, you know, you have a knack for being able to be super intuitive and notice new opportunities, but you don't necessarily act on them. And maybe your Uranus is in the sign of Aquarius. So that means that you want to revolutionize humanity and you want to secure equal rights for all. And your thought processes are ingenious and they could resort to terrorism. Whoa, I didn't realize that before I started reading it. So all of you with your Uranus in uh, Aquarius, I'm watching out for you. No, I'm joking. Um, I think it is. No, it's Neptune. I think Neptune is the planet I'm going to get into next. I'm not sure how long. There's a couple of planets that stay in a certain sign for like seven years. And this is why like we go through different periods in society where we all have one belief system and then there's like a paradigm shift, you know. So Neptune, the planet of spirituality, I believe it stays in each sign for seven years. Okay, so my Neptune is in Capricorn. 
And Neptune is the visionary planet, okay? Like, Neptune, it gives you the urge to transcend. It embodies the urge to transcend the boundaries that keep the soul separate from the whole. And the planet moves between the greatest extremes, like from the highest spiritual awareness through imagination to the depths of deception and disillusion. So I'm just going to flip here and just you know, explain my Neptune and Capricorn. Maybe you're, if you're around my age, so I'm 26. Um, if you're around my age, then your Neptune may be in Capricorn as well. So this placement wants to shape inspiration. Okay. The delusion lies in worship, blah, worshiping the false gods of materialism and a culture that seeks success at all costs and where the end justifies the means. So, I mean, this makes a ton of sense because I feel like a lot of people my age are very um, material driven. They're like, we want the house, we want the car, we want the vacations, we want the... And there's nothing wrong with that, but this just explains why we feel such a drive to like, you know, worship, like this book says, quote unquote, the false gods of materialism. Because materialism, like is not everything and we're a culture that seeks success at all costs like you know working till we're super fucking burnt out and like can't even think straight like working overtime always saying yes always overextending ourselves because we want that success and we believe that that is what's going to create it and like newsflash it's not so I'm very thankful that I'm woke to the concept of manifestation and I can be like you know what how about no how about we make this like super fucking easy for ourselves alternatively if your Neptune tune is in let's say leo um okay wait let me see yeah oh yeah it has a note here it says due to its long orbit which means that neptune won't reach these signs until far in the future your neptune and aries taurus gemini or cancer are not included okay so that's because it stays in the sign for like seven years right so say for example that you're listening to this and your neptune is in leo so this placement aspires to grandois grandiose i don't even know that's the way to say it grandiose whatever grandiose creativity but the ideas may be rebellious or impractical um dramatic self-expression is common but the image of self may be an illusion okay so basically what i want you to take away from this is like neptune is how you deal with spirituality like what you believe in what higher power you believe in whether or not you believe in a higher power how you identify with your spirituality And then the final planet that I'm going to talk to you guys about is Pluto. Poor little Pluto, not recognized as a planet anymore, but we still recognize him. So shout out to Pluto, holding it down back there, holding down the transformation aspect of our lives. So again, Pluto stays in a certain sign for I think it's 14 years. So double the time that Neptune stays in a certain sign. And so that's why, like in the book I'm reading, it only has several signs here that you can really look at and be like, okay, this is what my my Pluto is in. But for me, my Pluto is in Scorpio. Okay, so in this period, old taboos came forward to be confronted and social change was accelerated. AIDS showed itself as the modern plague. Psychotherapy took its subscribers on trips to the Plutonian depths to shine the light of consciousness within. Totally, totally believe that. Like... You know, I I was born in the 90s. That's when AIDS showed itself as the modern plague. Psychotherapy was became a big thing. Like, you know, I feel like now I feel I don't know what sign Pluto is in right now, but basically my point here is Pluto just represents transformation transformation and not necessarily just yours like it could be transformation as a whole, right? Like as a collective consciousness, okay? So, your birth chart 
I mean, go look it up. All you need, all you need to look up your birth chart, by the way, is this. You need to put in your name, where you were born. So what city, what hospital, whatever. Um, the day you were born in the year, so your date of birth. And then, this is the most important part, honestly. So if you can find this out, key. If not, try to find it like as close as you can get the time that you were born. So I was born at 9.15 a.m., and um, so I was able to look at my birth chart. Like I knew that I was able to look it up right away. And so the time is what determines like it, that's what determines the snapshot of the sky the moment you were born, especially for your rising, because your rising sign can change very, very quickly. It can change within like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. So this is why it's important to know the time that you were born so you can get the most accurate reading. Okay. And I told you guys, I'm not going to get into houses and like the trines and the nodes and like all this stuff. I really just wanted to talk to you guys about the planets and what each sign means in that planet essentially. But here's the thing. Here's the big thing about today's episode. And what I want you guys to take away from this episode is there are so many tools out there for us to be able to understand ourselves better. They're not going to resonate with everyone. Like not everyone is going to believe in the same thing, right? This is why we have so many different religions, so many different faiths, so many different types of spirituality. And I think that's so beautiful. And it allows us to be able to try everything that we want to try and then keep whatever resonates with us and like whatever makes us feel good. And so for me, I identify with astrology. I believe in it. I love it. I use it as a tool to understand myself and the people in my life better. Okay. So for example, my fiance, he won't tell me his birth time because he doesn't want me to look up his birth chart because he doesn't believe in any of this, but he is a Sagittarius, okay? So that's his sun sign. We're both fire signs. And so when Jay and I, you know, get really excited about something, we get really fucking excited about it. When we fight, it's a very, you know, passionate fight, like like verbally, like we both want to get our point across and we're both dramatic and we're both like the fire signs, they are, think of fire roasting like we want to roast each other and be like no you're wrong this is why blah 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 blah. we're just like very passionate about our, our points of view and thus very stubborn so sometimes an argument could go on for longer than it needs to and then we're both like okay we've calmed down whatever not like one of us doesn't have to be more right than the other we just have to understand each other better okay and like you know I have people in my life now where I'm like oh my god she's definitely a Gemini like I have a Gemini friend who last Halloween, a group of us girls went out and we all dressed up as killer clowns. And my Gemini friend, I swear to God, we were like, no, who the fuck is that? Because she took on like a whole different persona. I was like, oh my God, that's her dark passenger. Like that is her twin. That's her evil twin coming out. Holy shit. But it was such a Gemini moment. Anyways, (laughs) my coach, my manifestation coach, she is a Capricorn and it makes total sense because she's very work driven. She's like, She is such a boss. Like she pours so much energy, so much focus into her business and it pays off. It shows, right? So basically, I want you to take away from this that you don't have to believe in any of this. I mean, it's all a choice. You can choose to look at this as a crock of shit or you can choose to be a little more open-minded and say, okay, well, how can I like, you know, 
take something from this, you know? Is there anything in astrology and birth charts and horoscopes that resonates with me? What is it that resonates with me about this and how can I use it to better understand myself, my life, how I approach certain situations, my relationships with the people in my life? How can I use it to my advantage? And that's the beauty of the woo side of manifestation is like there's something for everyone. It's not like a one-size-fits-all sort of situation. You can literally try as many things as you want, whatever sticks with you, perfect. And I want you again, just I, I just want to remind you to be respectful of other people's beliefs and be respectful of, you know, whether someone believes in something or doesn't believe in something. Don't push your own beliefs on people, even if you like you can't want it more than they do. If you're someone who's like, no, I really believe in this astrology thing and I really think it's going to explain why you're such a bitch. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But I don't want you guys to, you know, just feel like you need to push these beliefs on people now so that people understand you. As long as you understand you and you're solid and you're like, I believe in what I believe in. No one's going to shake that. No one's going to take that from me. Like, I'm good to go. Then, you know, say la vie. Chic say la vie, as Countess Luann would say. I'm currently on season seven of Real Housewives of New York. I set a goal at the beginning of this year to watch all the Housewives franchises and I've only got Beverly Hills and New York down pat. I watched Summer House in between there. I started Southern Charm and I just like could not do it. Um, I, I don't know if you guys watch Southern Charm and it's actually really good. Let me know. Like I may just have to stick it out. But the first couple episodes, I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't resonate with any of these bitches. So <laughs> I don't know. But I love Real Housewives of New York. So shout out to Roni. You're a real one. My favorite one so far. I think next I'm going to start watching Potomac. I've heard so many good things about it. I've heard they're like the top two right now. So we shall see. I'm having Vanderpump rules withdrawals. Like that better be coming on soon. And now I'm going off on a tangent about my reality TV addiction. But it is what it is. You guys know me. So guys, go pick up. If you want like a book to help you understand astrology better, I mean, go to your local like Barnes and Noble or Chapters or Indigo or whatever if you're in Canada. And I have, it's called The Astrology Bible by Judy Hall, but there are so many freaking books out there. And there are some that are specific to like relationships or career, but they all encompass astrology. So if you're really interested in it, like go check it out. All right. So there's no harm in checking these things out. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we are coming up on my favorite day of the year, which is Halloween. And I think I might just do a couple, you know, spookier episodes. I have a spooky episode on my podcast already that I recorded a few weeks ago, right before I went to go see the second It movie. I was It was Friday the 13th. I was feeling very inspired and very spooky. So go listen to that if you want. I think it's episode like 29 or 30. Not sure. I think it's 29. Yeah. Mm, yeah okay thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode I hope you have a wonderful Monday a wonderful week and I do oh before I go of course gotta shamelessly plug the biz I still have space for a couple of one-on-one high-level coaching clients so this is a very in-depth personal coaching experience you can pick four months or six months I have payment plans it's a whole thing but basically this is for the gal or the guy I don't discriminate who is ready to transform into their best self and they just need that guidance and that help and they want to learn how to create their reality through manifestation, how to transform their lives, Jesus, life through manifestation. And yeah, so 
If you guys are interested, you can hit me up on my socials. You can shoot me an email. All those links will be in the show notes as per usual. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Leave me a rating so I can know how I'm doing. (laughs) And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode on the Quit the Shit Mindful Manifestation Podcast. If you find yourself wanting more mindful manifestation goodness, then just head to my show notes for all the information on my socials, where you can follow me, and how you can become the master creator of your dream reality. Now go out there and quit your shit.